Welcome to the Mission 300 podcast as we journey into the realities of who our Father is and who we are to Him. We're beginning a series of podcasts about the idea of identity. And this is most of these learnings are coming from not just personal experience, but from coaching and from years of working with our program Mission 300, where we work with fatherless young men and seeing the need of being called out as a young man and having a father figure to do that. Um, But also from a spiritual aspect of a lot of people have grown up, whether it's a belief in God or at some point you're still questioning that. But God is God, but can he be a father in that spiritual relationship and how critical that is. So we're hoping over these series of podcasts that this becomes uh, a tangible reality that you can grab a hold of. So we're going to begin this journey into identity by starting with a father calling out a son. And uh, this is a really important idea, and it will take a little while to break it down. So we're just going to keep it nice and simple, and we're going to use the, the movie Kingdom of Heaven as a backdrop. And let me just give you uh, a couple points to kind of set it up is the movie begins and takes place um, in a French feudal village. And in the village, there's a blacksmith and the blacksmith was named Balian. And that was his job. That was his identity. That's who he was. That was his trade. Everything was connected to that piece. And he hit a point where his wife, uh, during childbirth, the baby died and the wife was so grieved she committed suicide. So now Balian goes back to the blacksmith, just kind of like we do when we don't know what to do with our old identities. We just work harder at it. So he's working even harder now, trying to deal with the grief, trying to deal with the loss, uh, trying to figure out now who he is when everyone that he's loved is now gone. He doesn't know who his father is. And in that moment, along comes Godfrey, the Baron of Ibelin, and with uh, some of his men-at-arms and his priest. And he comes into uh, the blacksmith, and he goes to Balian, and he said, Balian, I am your father, and I've come to offer you 100 men-at-arms, my estate, uh, a living, if you come with me to Jerusalem. And Balian looks at him, and he rejects it. And... I think this is important, one, because there's probably a whole lot more thought than can be displayed in the movie of what was going on in Balian. But when you feel like you've been abandoned, you feel like you're on your own, you feel like you have to make a way for yourself and to prove who you are. Someone, A, just walking in saying, hey, I'm going to give you something better. You have nothing else here. That becomes really hurtful. That becomes like a, a stab. The second thing that it does is, what are you saying? I have to give up everything I work for to be something different? How is that going to work? So a lot of mental warring going on. But I think one thing you got to remember is Balian was never the blacksmith. He was always the Baron of Ibelin. He just never knew it. And so all he, the father's doing is revealing who he really is, not trying to make him something different. The blacksmith was the thing that he was not. So just a point to remember as we go through this journey. So he rejects a new identity. So Godfrey says, if you want anything, take it from me now. Uh, if not, I'm leaving. So he leaves because Balian didn't want anything. But before he leaves, he turns back on his horse and comes back and tells Balian how to get to Jerusalem. And I love that, that even though you have an invitation, you reject it. It's almost like there's a path still being laid out for you to find it. So there's still hope to get to that place if that's happened to you. 
So evening, the his local priest came in and tried to encourage him to go. And I think it's interesting that when someone with an evil motive is encouraging you to do the same thing you should do, it almost seems something wrong in that. Well, what ends up happening is the events stir more and he discovers how Balian discovers how evil the priest is and ends up killing the priest and then at the result as a result of that setting his blacksmith shop on fire burning it down so now he has nothing so now he's a murderer lost his family lost his identity he's nothing and I think there's something really strategic in in that viewing to see him coming to an end of himself. So he's coming to an end of himself. So he goes and finds his father and asks, is there forgiveness in Jerusalem? And his father says, "We let's journey together. And I, I think a piece that needs to be seen is when you come to an end of yourself that what you've tried to build isn't working, or even if you've built something successful, but in it is something missing, there has to become an end to it to step into the new. Um, It doesn't mean if you were, uh, all of a sudden you have new life and you're a basketball player before, you can't be a basketball player now, but your identity in that thing has to die. So you can still play. You might even be better, but but there's an identity piece that that has to that has to come to an end and we'll we'll talk more about that so later but it's interesting in in the gospels jesus gives this this proverb six times in six six different places in the gospels he gives this proverb whoever loves his life will lose it but whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life another place says it like this like in matthew 10:39 if you cling to your life you will lose it But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And I'll be honest, growing up hearing that, I I didn't really, I couldn't really wrap my head around it because I didn't know what the better life looked like. I just kept thinking of dying and going to heaven. I didn't know it from an identity point of view. And now that the discovery of that, how much bigger that is. So the one thing that, so they're on their, uh, Balian and his father and the men at arms and the priest are now the priest of Balian's father are now on the, their journey to Jerusalem and they st- spend the night overnight. And um, all of a sudden some men come in from the village that Balian was from to get Balian for the murder of the priest. So he's going to be charged with murder. And Balian's fa- father steps in the gap. He stands in the middle and he says, uh, you can't have him. And the, the man said, no, we have a right to take him. And his father looked at him and says, and so do I. And I think this is a critical point that when you're being called into something and you discover what you really are, what you were, once were cannot have the power over you. You may have to deal with some of the personal consequences of how other people are going to view you around that, but that's not who you are. The Father's calling you up, and in time, he'll learn, teach you how to navigate through all that, but your identity changes. And so now he's come to an end of himself. He's embraced a new identity. He's seen his Father stand in the gap for him of declaring who he is, and now the journey begins. But here's one thing critical as we're going through the phases of this journey and the Father calling out his Son. That is the beginning point. In the system that you've grown up in, in the world around you, you become something by working towards it. The reward is becoming something. You work at something long enough and then you're that thing. In the kingdom of God, it is completely backwards. He declares what you are, gives you the gifts for it, and then you learn how to operate in it. 
But remember this, the thinking from the old way will not get you, will not advance you in the new way. It will only hurt you. And I believe this is why many people who have uh, come to know Jesus Christ have come to know aspects of this. Christianity almost becomes more frustrating to them because they can't go back, but they don't know how to go forward, so they get stuck in limbo. And that is only because they're trying to live this new life from an old way of thinking, from, an, from their lowly place. And so let me just catch you up on this. Um, we see this happen in Gideon. So Gideon, uh, in the book of Judges, is a young man, and he's hiding because in the world that he is, the Midianites are surrounding, and every time uh, the Israelites would grow, grow grains or any kind of crops, the, the Midianites would come in and take everything. So Gideon's hiding behind this wine press, making a little bit of, getting a little bit of uh, flour ground from the wheat that he pulled up. And here comes this messenger from God and sees him and says, you mighty man of valor. Well, he's declaring who Gideon really is, but Gideon can't even relate to that person. And so he says, if God's for us, why did all this happen? Isn't that kind of the way it is? The moment you hear good news about something or you hear a possible truth, our old man wants to say, well, if that's really true, then why is all this bad stuff happening? If God really is good, why is there all these bad things taking place? And the problem is we don't know. We, don't, we, we are using something based on our perception, our view, and our lowliness to define what's being said. But the messenger of God continues, you mighty man of value, you will deliver the Israel from the Midianites. And finally Gideon now switches over, but I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. I'm too low. You don't know what I am. I'm the smallest in my family. You don't understand the beliefs of my family. I, I can't do this. But the messenger keeps persisting of calling the son who he is, calling Gideon who he is, calling Gideon, you mighty man of valor. First mission is he goes to his family's house and he tears down the beliefs the idols, the beliefs of his family, those things that were holding him captive, his, that way of thinking so he could think new. And so this all takes place with Balian and also in this beginning part of this journey. We also see Jesus did this when he was picking his disciples. We look at Peter, comes to him. Peter was, when Peter's brother Andrew said, hey, I think we found him. Peter's like questioning, I don't know, I don't know. And all of a sudden Jesus comes and relates and connects to Peter through fishing, the thing Peter loved. The thing Peter knew, he connected to Peter through his identity that he knew and calls him into a new identity, his real identity. You used to be a fisher of fish. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Now, even after Jesus goes to the cross and dies, Peter loses sight of himself. And we'll kind of see this in the movie of Kingdom of Heaven as we go through the journey. And he ends up going back to fishing. And while he's fishing, Jesus is resurrected, comes back, and who's the first person he goes back to? He goes and finds Peter. And he has him cast the, the, the net, and he relates to him again on the thing he knew to relate to. And I think this is what's great about a father. He knows how to relate to you in the level you're at, but he's going to call you into something new. So he relates to him again as fishing, and he says, hey, you're no longer going to be a fisherman now. It's time that you're going to go and do this. And he ends up uh, becoming the leader of the biggest movement that's hit the face of the earth and that was christianity and so you see something taking place we also see this in the life of paul paul started out as a radical zealot for the judaism he was killing christians he was killing anyone that didn't believe his 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 sect of judaism and it says that he was eager to murder he had this hatred towards anybody yet on this journey he meets jesus 
And uh, Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? And Paul became fearful. His eyes went blind. And for three days, he couldn't see with his natural eyes. He couldn't see who he was in the natural anymore. And after three days, he believes on Jesus. He's radically transformed, and he sees differently. And he's the one that says, uh, I put these things aside. In fact, he wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse uh, 14. He says, For the love of Christ compels us because we judge this way, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. See, this is like Balian. See, Balian no longer had to try to make his way in the world. He no longer had to try to make his identity in that little village in a place that they didn't want him as a broken blacksmith. He didn't try have to try to make himself there. No, he had to die to that. And then when he embraced his father, he took on what his father had already provided. And so now he's serving and living from a new position. And that's what Paul's saying. He didn't have to worry about himself anymore because he's him himself is taken care of. So now we can start living to to do what he was called to do. And now all of a sudden the occupation begins to flow out of his identity. In verse 16, it says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him this way no longer. In other words, he's resurrected. And so we're no longer looking at people from the lens of what they look like in the natural. We're looking at people through the lens of how our Father sees them, and we're calling them out into who they really are. The same way. Balian, even though he was a blacksmith, that's what he was doing for a job. He was always the future baron of Ibelin, and he was being called into that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. The same is true that on that journey, when those people came after Balian, his father says, he's no longer a part of you. That man's dead. He is now a part of me. He takes my name now. And so for that's the same way of when he says being in Christ or uh, uh, that's being a new creation. Balian became something new in that moment. Now his thinking had to learn something new, but he became something new. He became what he really was. And so that's the opening journey of uh, this podcast series of identity on the father's calling. And so in the next podcast, we are going to Jason's going to join me and we're going to discuss this and answer questions and tear it all apart, uh, what was just discussed. So we hope you join us and always remember this, you will never know who you are until you know who your father is and your father is not hiding from you.